Alright, we are here back on, uh, I think we're on session 6 or session 7 on the big questions of Jewish philosophy. The question we are dealing tonight is one, and we are, we are entering into territory, not that I'm unfamiliar with, but I definitely have not spent a lot of time on this area. Because I suppose when it comes to my own personal position in philosophy, um, I've always enjoyed spending time on stuff that I felt there was a practical outcome. And when you start dealing with stuff that happens uh, when you die, or what's going to happen in the future, um, there's very little practical. I mean, it might bring consolation to people. You know, if they want to know what happened. So last week we spoke about <coughs> what is Olam Abba, what is heaven. Um, and this week, I suppose, the next part of resurrection of the dead. Um, is something that um, my feeling has been when it happens, I'll realize what it is. You know, I believe in it. I uh, believe in it in a very general way. And we'll talk a little bit about what that mean by that. But um, the specifics, I feel like what's the, no, I'm not quite sure what the upside is on a day-to-day level. That being said, it is definitely a philosophical um, thing that uh, we, need to, uh, we need to be able to understand. So if we look at the Rambam's 13 Principles of Faith, which um, most known is through the Animamins that we say or that we sing, but on every Shabbos when we do in Yigdal, Metim Yechaya El Baruch Hasdo Baruch Adayad Shem Hashem will resurrect the uh, the dead, and so this becomes one of the thirteen fundamentals according to the Rambam of a Jewish belief. But what exactly resurrection of the dead means um, is not clear at all. In fact, I would like to say that uh, if you uh, before preparing the shir, you'd ask me what is resurrection of the dead, I would give you the following answer, which truth be told hasn't changed much, but it would be as follows. It means that people that are no longer in the physical world will somehow be back in the physical, will be back. Um, What that will actually look like practically, I have no idea. Is it the people that, you know, if someone passed away and they were 80 and they come back, are they going to come back as their 80 year old self? Or they're going to come if they were, if they, I don't know, they were, they, they were handicapped, they lost their leg, or they're going to get their leg back. All of these things, I said, I, I have no idea. But like so much in life, when it happens, it will make sense in hindsight. But looking forward to try to predict, we are, humans are historically, and a lot of the psychology, especially in the world of positive psychology, deal with how human beings are such terrible predictors of the future. And this is no... Uh, no exception to that rule. So, let's start with uh, the Gemara. The Gemara comes and says, So this is called Perik uh, Chalek. It's the 10th chapter of the Tractate of Sanhedrin. And it deals with Olam Abba. That's predominantly what it deals with. But also deals with, Yes, there are some people who do not get Olam Haba. So who are these? Ha'omer, Ve'pikars. So the first verse, a group of people that mentions someone who says that resurrection of the dead is not from the Torah. Now, what does that mean? Is that saying that a person, sorry, is it just, is that little uh, addendum where it says here, min um, Torah, does that come to uh, say, so when it says min Torah, is that coming to say um, only if you don't believe it's from the Torah and all the more so if you don't believe in Tchiyatamaitim, or just as some to say, as well as if, I, if I say, I believe in but I, it's not written in the Torah anyway. It's a philosophical belief. I believe in it. So that's what Rashi comes and says. 
Let me just get my clearing here. So Rashi says, so there's no in the Torah. That he denies all the Midrashic's uh, elaborations from the Talmud. Where it comes and says, where do we learn the from the Torah? And Allah. Even if he believes that there will be a resurrection of the Torah, but he says it's not mentioned in the Torah. He's a kofir. He's a denier. <coughs> the word kofir is a is a denier or a heretic. So that's how Rashi understands it. That the person who doesn't believe in the the whole concept of the Torah uh, doesn't believe. Sorry, that the that Tchiyata uh, Meitim is written in the Torah. And you would say what you would call a kavuchomer. All the more so that if a person doesn't believe in Tchiyata Meitim, he has transgressed one of the cardinal principles in uh, in Judaism. Question is, well, what exactly does Tchiyata Meitim? So I need to go a little bit back because we actually did speak a little bit about this last week. So if you recall last week, when we talked about the concept of Olam Haba, there were two different opinions that we, uh, that we brought forward. One was the opinion of the Rambam that Olam Haba is a spiritual existence that when we die, we go to Olam Haba. And that is where we will stay forever. It is that the human being is uh, unfortunately wrapped. His soul is wrapped in a physical body and he has to be on here for a certain period of time. However, <coughs> when this world is, when his life comes to an end, he will go to a spiritual existence and that is the end. That is the end of the process and, and that's where he will stay. That was the Rambam's approach. The Ramban, however, had a very different approach. He said that when a person passes away, they go to a certain internment fr- uh, uh, period, sort of a transition, which was called either Gan Eden, or um, we had another term for it, or Kanfashchinah, or one other, I can't remember off the top of my head, but that, that it goes to Gan Eden, or under the divine throne, that what happens when a person dies, the Neshama goes into this waiting period, and uh, where it's in Gan Eden, and it stays in Gan Eden until Olam Haba. What is Olam Haba? That all those souls will be resurrected in their physical form, in a super, in a different world and a different physicality. Not uh, the specifics he doesn't go into, but in a sense that he will have that those souls will return to Earth in a physical form, and that is. The resurrection of the dead. It is part and parcel of Olam Haba. So again, the Rambam, which we're going to get into shortly, but the Ramban's position is that you in this world, you you die, you go to Gan Eden for a period of time until it is time for Triatamatim, in which case you will come back into the world in a physical form, and that will be the messianic era, and that will be that is Olam Haba. So Olam Haba according to the Ramban. Is not a spiritual existence. It is a very physical existence, but is one where the soul and the body work in sync with one another. So, as the Rambam Maimonides holds that the uh, that Olam Haba is very much a um, is a very spiritual existence, and the body will decay and the soul will will fly. 
The Ramban is that the, the body and the soul will unite in this new place called Olam Haba. That is the Ramban. So with regards to Tchatamaitim, so this I've brought in the name of the Yad Ramah. It's one of the commentaries on the Gemara. <coughs> and he says, these are the people who do not have a place in the world to come. Why does a person who does not believe in Tchatamaitim have a place in the world to come? So he says, well, this is uh, He says, Hashem dishes out measure for measure. This is a, a principle that we see throughout the Torah, that measure for measure. So one of the cases is that the Egyptians drowned. They wanted to drown the, Egypt, the Jewish babies and then they landed up drowning. That's measure for measure. That's the idea. So it says, if you do not believe in a world to come with Chiyat HaMaitim, you will not get into a world to come with Chiyat HaMaitim. So what happens according to the, the Yad Ramah is this. He denied the whole concept. Therefore, he's not going to have a place. So he will not get into the world to come. So he will come, he will, he, they will die. And that will be where they'll go from there. That will be the end of the story. You have to believe in it to get it. I have seen this elsewhere with regards to Olama Abba, at least according to the Rambam, that heaven... Do, do, who gets a place in heaven? So one of the things you have to believe in heaven. Because if you don't believe in heaven, you don't get it. So why is that a punishment? It's not a punishment. It's a consequence. If you don't believe in Chiyatamaitim, in you won't get Chiyatamaitim. Okay. So that's position A, which has a very physical Chiyatamaitim in the process. Now, that I would like to think, if I, I imagine that if I ask most people, what is the resurrection of the dead? They would say that dead people come back to life. Um, no one quite understands how it works or when it's going to happen and how it w- falls in this whole history of uh, humanity, where Tchiat is going to be. I think everyone has a physical understanding of what Tchiat is. And that would be the Ramban's position. Now we're going to go on to try and understand the Rambam's position. Because if you recall, the Rambam doesn't have a spit. He says, once you die... Um, you, you, you go into the spiritual existence and there's, uh, <coughs> you know, there's no more uh, physical body. So, but the Rambam himself says that this Tchiatamaitim, it was his, uh, his uh, principles of faith that we started with, that you have to believe in the, you know, that Tchiatamaitim. He writes it again here, I brought in the laws of repentance, the Rambam writes, following the people who have no share in the world to come, but suffer excision and loss of identity. So like we said in the Yad Baramah, they will be cut off. One of those is dissenters of resurrection. People don't believe in resurrection. So you, not, that you don't have to, not like Rashi that you have to not believe in resurrection of the dead from the Torah. But even if you don't believe in resurrection, you don't get it. But the Rambam himself, well, hold on, what is resurrection? If, if you're going to say that, there is a, that uh, the, the, the person dies and they go into a much better place because the body is tainted. So the, the Ramvad, so the, when you open up a, a, a classic Rambam, there is an individual named the Ravad who is one of the, uh, um, he consistently argues with the Rambam. And he says as follows, the Botakam Haba is neither body nor, so in another place where, which we quoted this last week, that Olam Haba, according to the Rambam, has no body and there's no concrete form, it's all spiritual. So the Ravad says, this man, this man being the Rambam's words are in my eyes, nine. 
to such who asserts that there's no resurrection to bodies but souls alone. So the Ravad understands the Rambam saying that according to the Rambam is a spiritual concept. It is not a physical concept. The body, the soul will never return to the body. It will always stay there. And what does Tchiyata Maiti mean? It means something spiritual. There's a, the, the soul itself will be resurrected in some form or another. What does that mean? I don't know. Now the Ravad himself argues with it. He says this is not deny. You know, Ma's nigh. You know, the way the Ravad says it in the original Hebrews is wrong. You know, it's his Pashat that is wrong to this whole idea that the resurrection of the dead is, uh, has no physical component. Now, it has to be a physical component. So, that, that is the way the Ravad, the Ravad understood the Rambam that it must have a spiritual concept. However, the Rambam himself, so <coughs> the Rambam wrote a lot of work. So, most nine times out of ten, when someone says the Rambam, they're referring to his work called the Mishnah Torah. The Mishnah Torah is a, um, is a work of halacha, and it goes through every aspect of uh, Jewish life, but it is this, uh, it is uh, halachic work. The Rambam has a philosophical work called the Moran Nevuchim, which is the Guide to the Perplex, which is really a philosophical work. But amongst the, let's say, the smaller writings of the Rambam, is he's got a number of letters that he wrote. So the most famous of them is called Igeret Ateiman, which is a letter he wrote to the Yemenite community, where who were under t- severe pressure to convert to Islam, and it was him trying to mechazek them to give them strength and confidence in the life, and that's why Yemenites follow the Rambam, you know, tooth and nail. Everything the Yemenites do is from the Rambam. But another <coughs> letter he wrote is what he calls Igeret Tchiatamaitin, the letter of resurrection of the dead. And he does talk about it in a much clearer uh, physical terms. He says the resurrection of the dead is not related to the ultimate reward and punishment, which is purely spiritual. This is, it's not the same. It's not the same. Resurrection of the dead is a true belief, but is not the ultimate goal of the human being and therefore not philosophically significant. Rather, it is simply a historical event that will happen at some point and its effects will only be temporary as the resurrected individuals will die once again. It is not actually philosophically important to believe that God will resurrect the dead. Rather, it is crucial to believe that God can resurrect the dead. Is this aspect that constitutes a principle of faith? The denial of resurrection is tantamount to denial of the possibility of resurrection. And the belief in physical resurrection is fundamentally the belief that God has the ability to resurrect the dead. Okay, so what the Rambam is coming here and saying is that there will be this period called Tchiatamaiti uh, and the people will be, will be detached from the spiritual Olamaba that they're in and they'll come back into the physical world for a period of time and then eventually they'll die again and they'll go to heaven. we go to Olamaba because Olamaba, the ultimate goal is always going to be a completely spiritual existence. So, but, so, so, so what's the point? Uh, so we'll get into a second. Like, so, so what's the whole purpose of Tchatamaiti? But as far as a cardinal belief in Judaism, so which the Rambam said it is, he says it's not that, uh, that you have to believe that everyone will come back and that is part of the process of uh, the march of humanity towards perfection, but rather to have the idea that God can resurrect the dead. Now, if you open up your... Let's just see if I've got... If you look at the Haftorah, for Cholomo Aid Pesach, 
give me two seconds. It is the story of Yechezkel with what are called the, um, let me see, Chormad Pesah, Shabbat Chormad Pesah, 1294. So, um, so the story goes as follows. From Yechezkel it says as follows, The hand of Hashem was upon me and you took me out by the Spirit. He took me down to a valley that was filled with bones. He passed me over and around and behold they were very numerous upon the valley. He then said to me, Son of man, can these bones come to life? And I said, Hashem, you, you know. He says to me, he prophesies over the bones and say to him, O dry bones, hear the word of Hashem. And, and behold, I will bring a spirit into you and you will come to life and I will put sinews in you and I will put flesh upon you and coat you with skin and put a spirit. So I prophesied and there was a sound and behold, there was a noise and the bones drew near, each bone to its matching bone. Then I looked and behold, there were sinews and the flesh had come and the skin covered them, but there's no spirit. And then I prophesied and spirit came in. So in the Sefer Yechezkel, in the book of Yechezkel, Hashem, if we understand the book of Yechezkel literally, and there's a big debate amongst the Poskim whether this is a vision or it actually happened. The Gemara talks about it. The Gemara says, one individual says that I'm a descendant of one of those resurrections. But that is what the Ram was talking about, is that you've got to believe that it's possible. That's the emuna, and, the, the, and the, that is the faith that we've got to have. Not that it's actually going to happen, but rather that it could possibly happen. And so, yes, there will be a resurrection of the dead. Will you see it? Maybe you will. Maybe you'll be part of it. Maybe you won't be a part of it. But it, it's not the key. The key is just to understand that Hashem um, has the power to do that. So then begs the question. All right. So according to the Rambam, when we die, we have a spiritual existence and we go into the spiritual world. So why... If not all of us or some of us, there is going to be a physical, one earth is there a purpose of resurrection? You know, if, even if it's only for some of us or it's only for, like, so if a person dies and they're going to come back for, I don't know, six months, a year, five years, a hundred years, and then they're going to die again to go to the ultimate Olam Abba, which is the ultimate goal, according to the Rambam. So what, what is the, according to the Rambam, what is the purpose of the dead being resurrected? So we've mentioned this, Rabbi Yosef Aubel on his, uh, his Sefer Ikarim, this is a work that is about three, four hundred years old, and he gives three separate explanations for why possibly, um, according to the Rambam, there would be Tchayatamati. Number one, he says, perhaps a miracle of resurrection is not for the benefit of the one resurrected, but rather for those alive at the time, in order to bolster their faith in God, which is very similar to what happens in Sefer Yechezkel. This idea that the dead will be resurrected is to, to, to give, you know, some kudos and credence to the believers out there. Meaning that they, it's not for the resurrected. The resurrected themselves, that's no, no value, but rather for the rest of us. That's number one. Number two. So it says, perhaps the righteous deserve physical reward to make up for the physical suffering that they endured during their lifetime. So it's Hashem saying, listen, you, 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 you never ate anything trafe your entire life. Um, you you forego for, you know you were a poor man or a poor woman and you suffered terribly during your life. You deserve some point of physical and nachas and enjoyment. So you'll get a tchiat amaitim and you will uh, have a you know twenty years of uh, ganadin and then you'll die again. I struggle with that one. For uh, the Mishnah which we quoted last week is that one second in Olam Abba is greater than all the pleasures of this world. So if we to understand that. Granted that we're not talking about the same kinds of pleasures, but uh, it's very difficult to understand that. The third one, which is possibly um, 
Uh, I think it for me, resonates the most for me. Actually, the first one also resonates, but the third one is a, a repeated sojourn in the post-Messianic physical world gives the righteous an opportunity to achieve spiritual goals they were not able to achieve in their original lifetime due to exile and persecution. So you have, you know, Moshe, well, the Rambam himself never lived in Eretz Israel, passed through Eretz Israel, but never lived in Eretz Israel. Some of the greatest uh, leaders and people in, Jew- in Jewish history never got the privilege of going to Eretz Israel. So now they can go to Eretz Israel and uh, fulfill mitzvahs that perhaps they were never able to fulfill in their lifetime. So it gives them the opportunity to to build up. So so here, Gad Krebs has the opportunity of fulfilling mitzvahs in the land of Israel that uh, the Rambam himself never had the opportunity. So, so I'm going to get to Shemaim. I'm going to get a reward for a certain mitzvot. You know, there's a schlepper yid that lived two and a half thousand years ago that could fulfill all the mitzvahs associated with the Torah. And this guy was a, was a heathen of heathens, but he could go to the temple. And he could uh, b- benefit from all the privileges of going to the temple. And yet the greatest rabbinim for the last 2,000 years and the greatest leaders and greatest tzaddikim for the last thousands of years have not had that opportunity. So that's is, is the third reason. So here to mate him, There'll be, you know, there'll be in a post-Messianic, uh, in, a, in a peaceful existence, and life will be fantastic. And will give these people an opportunity to, um, I don't want to say to add to their spiritual tally, but I think the, the idea that they'll be able to benefit from a, a bit of time here. So, you know, if, if, I had, if, if we think of a life as if I only had a few more moments on this uh, planet, or if, uh, not only that, but if uh, the planet, but if I um, had an opportunity to... Um, to uh, to do something that I wasn't able to do due to circumstance, so that would be the great thing. So that is um, that is the uh, third reason brought for that. So David, you had a question. Let me unmute you. Go for it, Dave. What's your question? Rabbi, does one have to have a certain type of mitzvah that is fulfilled in order to qualify? In other words, if you get you know, two two observant Jews, is there is, is there something that makes the one more, more, more uh, able to get a, a sort of a ticket to Olam Abba than the second than the other? Now, is, is there a hierarchy? You mean it's, it's Chiyat Amaitim, not Olam Abba. Everyone gets to Olam Abba. You, to get to Olam Abba, you just pass away. That's what we Sorry, spoke I mean, about. I'm, 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 uh, you know, yeah, uh, so, I mean, we are dealing with the theoreticals on theoreticals. It's like even you, know, you know, say imagine there's a there's a guy who you know, a rebbe who goes and I don't know goes to see a, a student or whatever, and you say to me, what color is the rebbe's hair? How long is his beard? It's like geez, I really don't know. It's a hypothetical. So over here, I don't want to say it's quite as hypothetical because we're talking about uh, this concept of chiyatamaitim. However, you know, how does one qualify? So the Rambam himself doesn't talk about uh, you know who gets. He says just the idea that some will be. He doesn't say that everyone will be. And the question is like, why will it? Like, so, that, that's just, so it's very hard to understand exactly what the qualifications are. It seems from all opinions that, uh, and, and I think that this is crucial for, um, <coughs> even, if you, even if we're going to go like the Ramban, where it says that, no, there's going to be a real physical resurrection. Or, so let, let me just do a bit of a summary so we can go through the position. So, like most things in, in, in Judaism, when you're talking, especially in philosophy, but often in halacha as well, you're going to have the Rambam on one side and you know, others on the other side. Not, you, not, not too uh, uncommon to have the Ramban on the other side. And the Rambam 
is uh, the Rambam doesn't like, um, he likes science and he doesn't like um, trying to combine uh, the physical and the spiritual. Now that is something consistent throughout the writings of the Rambam. That if it's spiritual, it's spiritual. If it's physical, it's physical. And neither the twain shall meet. So I give you a few examples of it. So if you want to ask anything to do with the, uh, the occult, you know, can, can we speak to the dead? Okay? So the Rambam is like, can the, can the physical humans here speak to the spiritual deceased? So the Rambam's position is, no, you can't speak to the dead. doesn't happen. The Ramban's position and the Rashi and the others say, you can speak to the dead. There's a Torah prohibition against speaking. So the Rambam says, yes, there's a Torah prohibition about not being a fool and speaking to the dead is a foolish act. So you shouldn't do it and the people who pretend to do it are charlatans. And that's just consistent with the Rambam. So what he's saying over here is that when you live in this world, you're physical and when you die, you become spiritual. And that's what it is. So spiritual, so what is Tchiyatamaitim? So we saw uh, two positions in the Rambam. Either one is that it's a spiritual concept or the Rambam himself, it says, no, it's a physical concept, but it's not really the specific, it's not the end goal. It's just something that's going to happen at some point in time to some people. And uh, we gave three different reasons of why it might happen to help others, to help them perfect themselves, or to perhaps to benefit from some of the, uh, the, the, the pleasures of humanity that they didn't pleasure from while they were alive. One or another is that it's not, the, the goal is to just have this, concept that God is almighty, God is all powerful, and God can bring the dead back. But not that this is something we, we're yearning for. We're not davening for Chiyatamaitim, according to the Rambam. It's not something we're yearning, oh God, please bring back the dead. Now, I am conscious of the fact that the second prayer of the Amidah is Mechayeh HaMaitim, which uh, begs an explanation far beyond this. So one simple explanation is that we're not, we're not passing like the Rambam. Um, and so that's why we dove for the resurrection of the dead. Another is that what it means over there in the second, uh, second blessing of the Amidah is not um, please resurrect the dead in the literal sense that we have it here. Resurrecting the dead can mean many things. Uh, I remember in Shur, Shurim, when we used to be in Shurim, we used to fall asleep. And, you know, at some point you'd wake up and the Rav would look at you and say, Ah, Tchirta Maitim, you know, resurrecting the dead. So uh, I, that's a trite example. But there's uh, this idea that um, the prayers don't necessarily mean Mechayah Meitim. Because if you look at what we daven over there, it's where we ask for Rofei Cholim, Matira Surim, and we ask for Meshiva Ruach. We ask him for things that are one way to become a different way. So we ask for the rain to come to bring life to the arid earth. We ask for people that are sick to become healthy, people who are trapped to become free, etc., etc. And that's where Mechiyah Meitim is coming. It's this idea of something that is in a very bad state, i.e. mate, dead, to come to a good state, which is life. That's, that seems to be what it is over there. So that's the Rambam. The Ramban, to summarize, <coughs> was the Ramban says, no, it is the end goal. The end goal is that we will all be resurrected and we will all come and be in sync with our spiritual, uh, our spiritual neshamot and our body. So now our physical bodies rule over our neshamas. But in the, in the end of days, when we are brought back from Gan Eden to this new world called Olam Abba, our physical existence will be much more in sync with our spiritual existence and will allow us to be there. And that's what Tchiat HaMaitim is. So according to the Ramban, it seemingly you would need to believe in it. According to everyone, yeah, according to the Ramban, you'd need to believe in it to get it. 
That's it. According to the Rambam, you need to believe that the concept is possible. And if you don't have the, you don't believe in the concept, so you are, if you cannot, you will not be entitled to Olam Abba, spiritual existence in the future, if you don't believe in a God that is capable of even resurrecting the dead. So that's where the Rambam. So those, I, th- I think that's, uh, you know, sort of gives a nice broad stroke approach to understanding uh, this particular position. Now, it definitely leaves a lot of questions of uh, resurrections. Now, one of the things that I will, I will deal with, probably not next week, but the week after, is the question of um, reincarnation in Jewish philosophy, because reincarnation and resurrection for the, Ram, for the Ramban is going to be an interesting question, because if a person's reincarnated... Uh, which which uh, which of his uh, reincarnations are going to come back when he's resurrected? But the Rambam it's not a problem whether you believe in re- whether you believe in re- uh, reincarnation or not because ultimately there will be not be any major physical thing in the long term. But that's the Rambam. All right, so that's. Uh, um, I hope I hope everyone's uh, on board. If, uh, if was, I hope it was clear, but if you want to listen to it again, it will be on the podcast shortly along with all the other series that you've had if you want the if you want the law source sheets to take a look at it again by all means let me know otherwise uh anyone has any questions yes uh barry let me uh, go for best how does all finish i don't know if this is the time to do it but with, with the re- the resurrection of the dead when the, the so-called mashiach comes i mean so next week we're talking about mashiach no. so so I'll, I'll give you a a, a snippet so, according to the Ramban, Mashiach will usher in the the resurrection of the dead. So that so there will be so so people who are alive now that have passed away, their bodies are waiting to be resurrected. When will they be resurrected? When the Mashiach comes and turns the world that is into the physical and spiritual united paradise that will be. That's the Ramban's approach. The Rambam's approach is uh, going to be much more that the Mashiach is just going to create um, a harmonious world that we live in. So the Messianic era and the, is no different to life now, except that there's a certain unity of purpose. So there's still going to be hung, uh, there's still going to be hunger and there's still going to be uh, illness and the like, but people are going to be focused on spiritual development in such a way that there's not going to be war. There's not going to be oppression and we're going to be able to focus on that. That's what the Messianic era is. But ultimately, even the Messiah and everyone that lives through the Messianic era will die and go to Olam according to the Rambam. But that will, more, more to that next week. Okay. All right, you've got me next week. That's it. It's, it's the hook. It's the hook for next week. All right. Uh, any other questions? If you have, please unmute yourself. Give it in. Five. Four, three, two, one. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It's an absolute pleasure again. Have a wonderful evening and look forward to seeing you next week. All the best. Thanks a lot. Cheers.